This is CliffCentral.com. Download the Cliff Central app. Available now on the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. Cliff Central Revolution. I've got something important to tell you. CliffCentral.com. Do you need a holiday? Would you like to win an all-expenses-pay trip to Thailand for you and someone special? Cliff Central wants to make your holiday dreams come true. You could win an exotic holiday for two to Thailand simply by downloading the Cliff, Cliff Central app and posting the hashtag, hashtag Cliff Central app on Twitter, Facebook or Instagram. The Cliff Central app makes it easier than, than ever to listen to Cliff Central and it's free. Even more reason to put yourself in the running. Entries close on the 6th of November, so go to the Apple Store or Google Play Store and download the Cliff Central app now. Details on cliffcentral.com. We made, we made listening to us easier, and now we can make winning easier too. Cliffcentral.com. Pan African Connect on cliffcentral.com. It is Monday afternoon, 3 o'clock. My name is Rosie Motena, a.k.a. the Afro-Yiddish Princess. Welcome to my show called Pan-African Connect, where we connect to all wonderful people, organizations, institutions that are based or in the diaspora, but are that are pertaining to the African continent. And today, I'm so excited about this, Going to be, we're going to, to Botswana to speak to a, a multi-award winning actor, writer, singer, poet. He has studied all around the world. He gets invited to some of the most top-notch events to perform. Um, he's performed off-Broadway all before he turned 40 years old. Uh, but of course, before we do that, let me give you a few contact details. The number is 0861-555-189. Or you can get, get me on Twitter. My handle is PrincessRTM. And of course, I'm on Facebook and I'm on Instagram. But like we always do every week, got to start with this. Yeah, uh-huh. You know what it is. Yeah, uh-huh, you know 
Welcome to the show. My name is Rosie Mathena, a.k.a. the Afro-Yiddish Princess. Welcome to my show called Pan-African Connect, where this week we're heading to Botswana again. Botswana seems to be the headlight because we, 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 we focused very hard a few weeks ago. And today we're going to be speaking to a multi-award winning classically trained actor and writer from Botswana. He's worked in Hollywood. He's worked off-Broadway. He's studied three different continents he's actually studied. He gets invited all around the world to the most prestigious events to perform his solo pieces, his work. He's passionate about his country. Uh, and I'm, I, I, I don't even know how else to, to introduce him. Mr. Donald Molossi, how are you, sir? I'm very well. Thank you. How are you, Rosie? Nice to talk to you. Fantastic, fantastic. Thank you so much for coming onto the show. I mean, I was looking at your at your your CV, and you know, for somebody under the age of forty, you have accomplished a lot. Ah, thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) I'm so happy to be here talking to you today. Um, it's absolutely wonderful. Thank you. Let's 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 start from the beginning. So, you were born in 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 Khabarovni, in what is the area called Mahalapia? Mahalape. Mah- yeah. Mahalape. Um, and in 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 yeah. in um how far away is that from 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 Khabarovn? Um, it's about two and a half hours from okay. Khabarovn, north of Khabarovn. Yeah. Um, so I was born there. Yes. Yeah. Um, and 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 where where were you schooled in 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 Khabarone or or as a child? Yeah, I actually started I started school um in Mahalape, mm-hmm. and then we moved around a little bit. So I did sort of middle of primary school in Breda, which is in the Kalahari Desert. Right. Um, and then came back to Haboroni and until I finished high school. Oh, okay, okay. And now, as, as a, growing up as a child, I mean, do you come from a family that, that, that is very, very creative? Did you have arts, um, you know, with, within the family, within the family bounds? Um, yes, but it wasn't something that was uh, put out as a possibility. Mm-hmm. It was something that, um, you know, that you had that cousin who could be this well, yeah. Uh, but he was singing in church. But it was never something that was uh, put forward as something you could do with your life. Right. It was just like, oh, isn't it cute that this one can dance? Um, <laughs> yeah. So I was, I'm from, <laughs> so I'm from that kind of family where, like, you know, um, my mother as a linguist, which is I see it as an art of languages, and then yeah. my cousins always singing and dancing. Um, you know, so there is the art. It was always there, mm-hmm. but I think. Um, uh, when I had to think of it as something to do with my life, I didn't really have those examples yeah. uh, that closely, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You said your mother was a linguist, but you also, I mean, you speak Setswana, Swahili, French, English fluently, and you and conversational Zulu and Debele. Is that just something that you've taken from her, or have you actively gone and studied those various languages? Um, I, I, I grew up in a family where, like, um, there were also a lot of languages because you had a parent who was interested in language, but then I also had my own interest. Yeah. So I took, um, I took, the, you know, my own interest to study French, for example. And then once I felt like, okay, I'm kind of fluent in the classroom, but do I know how to communicate on the street? Mm. Then I went and lived in Morocco and Paris, and then learned how to speak uh, spoken French. Oh wow! Um, so all these languages, it's because I'm interested and i use them in my work when i write mm. i want to perform in them because i think we're different in different languages yeah you know? yeah yeah and also yeah. you you understand the different contexts once you really understand especially the conversational type of 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 of, of languages you know because i mean i learned french Absolutely. through alliance francais but when i try and have a proper conversation yeah. with somebody they laugh at me they're like well <laughs> only royalty speak that type of <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. what i'm saying so <laughs> 
And you learn exactly. so much from that. <laughs> but let's let's start exactly. with your work. Let's start with your work. I mean, when was the, when was the your first piece of writing? What age were you? About sixteen, seventeen. Uh, yes, I was uh, going on seventeen. Mm. It was a one-man show. Yeah. Uh, that I wrote called Fragments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I look back at it and I just laugh because <laughs> but this was before social media, thank God, because it was the most um, experimental melodramatic thing I had ever done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Fragments, it was called Fragments. And yeah. then, um, but, 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 uh, what what, what was there. it about? Why was it so melodramatic? Um, it, it was because uh, I was kind of experimenting. It was my first time doing solo, yeah. so I was experimenting with that. Uh, and then um, I was experimenting with the writing for myself, okay. which um, then was kind of this wish list that did not piece together very well. <laughs> okay. You know, it's like I want to play this, I want to play that, I want to play that. So in the end, we got this one-man show that was just like. Yeah, it ticks off all the boxes, but it's a mess, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> but it was good to go through that. Um, and uh, and yeah, I wrote about kind of the experience of being a young person in Botswana yeah. at the time. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, I was in a private school uh, where there's a certain reality in a private school. Yeah. And you step outside of the gates of that school, and it's a whole different reality. And these two worlds being in contrast to each other. I found a lot of stories in that. Yeah, beautiful. But I mean, it, it, in, in terms of its melodramaticness, I mean, you obviously, it was obviously on, on, on some level because you were invited to, the, to, to, to New York City to, to perform. Yes. And what was the response to that? Uh, yes, absolutely. I, I was very, very happy that um, it got that response um, that, you know, the president and the, some of the ministers um, at the time in our country felt that it um, it really captured the experience as well. Mm. One, I mean, I, I did the interviews with young people, you know, someone who's like uh, pregnant at 15 or someone who's this and that. Yeah. So it came from the interviews. And then they thought, let's take this. Uh, why don't you join the delegation to the UN, uh, General Assembly Special Session on Children in New York. Yeah. So I traveled with the then vice president and then presented it's there in front of Nelson Mandela, which oh, wow. was another Greek honor yeah. that came from that. Yes, yes. But I mean, you've you've performed to 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 phenomenal people all around the world. I mean, and we'll go on to that a little bit later. But but shortly after that 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 trip to New York, you 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 p- packed up your bags and you moved to New York. You moved to the states, rather. Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I seventeen I, I years old. I was I was scared to be walking down the street by myself. But you just <laughs> did you move it alone or did you crazy. go with your parents? It was, I think, because I had just finished um, the examinations mm-hmm. and I had done really well in them, it was easier for me to get away with um, <laughs> things, <laughs> um, like moving. And, and so I moved because I was so convinced that I could see myself growing. Mm. Uh, but also, I wanted to study politics. And the only country I could do that yeah. uh, as a double major at the time was the U.S. Right. So, so that's why I, I then chose like to apply for the U.S. and mm. you know do my college there. Yeah, because yeah. you studied at 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 the Williams College, and you won the yes. Florence Chandler Fellowship, uh, which which basically gave yeah. you the um, the opportunity to do do research for ar- around the world for twelve months. What did you gain from from that that's experience? Excellent. I got to just kind of fall back in love again with languages because mm. all of a sudden I was forced. 
study what I do across cultures. Yeah. So I get to Morocco and then I'm like, I want to create like a comic figure, like something that's funny. Yeah. And a character that's funny in a setting in Morocco mm. might not be as hilarious in Paris yeah. or in Kenya. Yeah. You know, so it helps kind of create work that um, aspires to universality. Yeah, yeah. So, where I understand this might not be funny to a South African, even though it's funny to a Mugwana. Mm. Let's find a way of being more nuanced, communicating it. Uh, so I learned a lot of that, and I think the plays that I wrote after that mm. became more nuanced um, because I started to look at the gray areas uh, where things don't quite fit. You know, mm. like the identity of Botswana. Like, do you have to be black? Do you have to speak Botswana? Do you have to be born in Botswana? Mm. So, like, it made me challenge my own identity because I was people's identity. Yeah. You know? And yeah. and um, then your 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 next production that you did, which was which is quite a famous one, is is blue, black, and white. Um, and then once yeah, again, it's you. also it's also one man show. Number one, one thing yeah. I want to ask is is that you prefer just doing one man shows, or or um, are you moving into to creating different characters? And then let's talk about what 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 this play was about. Oh yes, yes. Um, I do love solo performances. My favorite thing, mm. uh, privately as a performer, to do. But I, I realized that um, I, I also enjoy being part of an ensemble and being a team player. Yeah. So a lot, a lot of my plays, I tend to write the solo version so that the character I get to zoom in on one character. Right. By the time I write other characters around them, this one is so clear and uh-huh. the one who anchors the story. Yeah. Um, and so blue, black, and white was about the. Marriage of Kama, our founding president, mm. uh, to a white British woman in the 1940s. Mm. Yeah, you know, so of course that caused a lot of controversy, especially then. And uh, I talk about how he kind of won his people over to support this marriage. Yeah. Um, and also how, how he took lessons from being in an interracial marriage. Uh, and also, and also, it's such a volatile time because it just it wasn't it yeah. wasn't you know it wasn't yeah. the norm. Exactly. So yeah, um, exactly about that, that time and how he dealt with they both dealt with it. Yeah. Yeah. And and um, you also won a best actor award for that for that performance amongst amongst many other yeah. things that you've won. <laughs> <laughs> I, actually, in two thousand and eight um, at the, the one festival. Yeah. The first time I performed the solo, it won Best Actor. Yeah. And that was very encouraging to me because um, it, it had been so hard for me to get uh, stories that are about African characters, mm. to get them off Broadway. It was very difficult for me to do that. Yeah. So then when this happened, I was oh, maybe there's just a light at the end of the tunnel and I kept pushing. Yeah, because um, I suppose yeah, you yeah. needed to get that. I don't want to use the accreditation, but you just needed that acknowledgement from from certain, some of the key players. And if you get that award, suddenly you put onto a different onto a different stepping stone. Oh yes, um, absolutely. Because um, once you've won an award like that, then you become you automatically become a member on these academy academy like the academy for the awards. Right. So that you know, then I get to have more to say mm. in the direction that the Academy takes yeah. uh, and say let's reward more work that has uh, people who don't who are not blue eyed and blonde at the center of stories. Let's forget that work as well. Yeah. Um, so I was able to go into those spaces where I'm not necessarily an actor there, 
but I'm a board member and academy member. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. But now, but talking about that, that racial barrier, I mean, is it, is it still, I mean, I know 10 years ago it was very, very different, but uh, yeah. you know, when, when I speak to some of my friends who are making it in L.A., <clears throat> and they say, well, yeah. the decent roles up until last year for black people are if you're going to come in as a tribal figure or, you know what I mean? It isn't, it isn't yeah. there aren't very, very lucrative jobs. What is your take on that? Yeah, it, it, it's, still, it's still like that. I mean, it's so hard for us to be at the center of stories um, mm-hmm. to begin with. And um, I think for me, it's even worse when we're not at the center of our story. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, so there's a lot of that. And you find that when you look a certain way, like I'm black, I'm African, the only way that I could, I have a really good chance of being celebrated as an actor mm-hmm. by Hollywood is to portray my... Uh, character, my black characters, either in servitude yeah. or in a way where the humanity is questionable. Yeah. I have to play either a monster or dictator mm. or play a slave. Then that's when they take notice. But the moment I play someone like Sarah Takama, yeah. it, it, they feel like, well, you're just like us and you're black. Well, mm. that's the point, you know? <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> we are all human beings. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> we laugh at it, but it's but it's a true reality. I mean, it's scary that you know that that that, yeah. that thought is still out there. Yeah. Okay, so but so I gotta tell you, mm. it is coming down. It is changing a lot. I mean, Good. when you look at the films that are being you know in production and pre-production now, yeah. where black characters are, yeah. it's changing. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you see it with the series, I mean, what Shonda Rhimes is doing is just beautiful. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. With it creating oh, yeah. all these you know. amazing roles, and it's not just for black women; it's for or, and black people. It's yes. just it's across the board, and really, you know, really nice meaty roles that have got beautiful journeys and so forth. So, I suppose it is changing, and it's changing all around the world. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, Viola Davis just won um, an Emmy for. Uh, best drama actress in the series for the first time in 67 years. Yeah. Um, and then the Peter success, we know a lot about that. Yeah. And someone like David Oyelowo, um, what he did with Selma. Mm. So you, you, there's a very clear uh, message that the audiences are sending to the studios. We want to see stories of people from all over the world, yeah. not just a certain section. Yeah. yeah. But but also because of because of the rise of of different of different people all around the world, Africa that have got to come from an African origin, suddenly the world's yes. realizing how sexy and how great Africa is. You know, suddenly we're not the continent that's just um, uh, uh, starving babies with flies that need water. You know what I mean? It's that you you noticing yeah. that there's yeah. raw talent. People are coming here to to utilize our talent oh, yeah. to tell our stories. And I suppose that's also something that we need to take care of. Is that we we need to start really pushing our stories ourselves. Absolutely, you know, and, and yes. I think that's what yes. you're doing because you you opened the door even at the age of 17. And although you said it was rather melodramatic, but, <laughs> but you got the story across. You know what I mean? <laughs> Thank you. But you know, it's only I mean, when I was 17, now I think because this is kind of like a full circle moment for me. Like the people that I was watching at that time mm. were people like you on television. <laughs> uh, you know, people like John Carney yeah. on stage. And I was like, if they are doing it on stage, they look like me. Mm. I belong on stage as well. I belong in television. Uh, because the literature that I grew up with reading, yeah. it was books of, you know, uh, these beautiful white children playing in the snow, eating apples, yeah. going to the sea. 
they were lovely, but I wasn't in them. Yeah, that's true. There was no one who looked like me in those mm. books. And I sort of thought, oh my God, maybe people like me don't belong in books for a while as a child. Wow. So then when I saw people like you on TV, I was like, we belong mm. there. Uh, and that's why I believe that since then. Yeah, that's really beautiful, beautiful. Let's, let's talk about uh, Today It's Me. What was, what, what was the inspiration behind that? Um, I'm sorry, behind what? I didn't uh, get uh, that. Uh, Today It's Me, your other piece. Oh, um, oh, that story, it was one of those moments where I, I came across it and I thought, why was this not in my curriculum? You know? <laughs> <laughs> where I felt like, um, but a friend of mine was, uh, you know, we were playing like YouTube clips and then she said to me, you know, since you like stories of real people, uh, why don't you look at this guy from mm. Uganda, the musician? And I looked at this story, and I was just so taken aback. Yeah. You know, the first prominent African to say he had HIV AIDS in mm. the 80s um, and to use his music career mm. to document what was happening to his body, his life, his relationships. For me, it just gave me a whole different approach of art. And so I dug up the story, and I went to Uganda mm-hmm. to live there for a while to dig up the story. Oh, beautiful. And, but, I mean, isn't Uganda one of my most favorite African countries? And and people it's are so lovely, lovely oh, people are beautiful. The people are welcoming. It's yeah. just yeah. There's there's another age. I think something happened in a previous life with me in Uganda because <laughs> you just mentioning it. I'm like my heart is warming up. And 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 how yeah. did and what was the response from you know? And I'm sure it was a positive one because East Africans hospitality is just yeah. is, is absolutely astounding. Oh yeah. But, but what, what what was the response from Ugandans on on Mutswana telling you Ugandan story? I, I mean, that was, I got that response. I only took it to Uganda this year. Okay. But for five years, I've been doing it around the world. And uh, there are Ugandans in every country I've been who watched it, and they were very impressed. Mm. Uh, the men's children, his daughters came to watch it, and his son, and they felt it was a, an excellent portrayal of their father. Yeah. And so then they said, we want you to actually star in a documentary film where you portray him, because you portray him so um, accurately. Wow. Um, so the response was, was amazing. By the time I took it to Uganda this year, um, I was very nervous because I was thinking, you know, and now I'm taking it to a much larger audience. Mm. But it went very well, standing ovations, and we're working on bringing it back to Uganda. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. And 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 have you toured anywhere? I mean, we're gonna we're gonna we'll look look into your tours in the states. But besides Uganda, where where, where what other countries have you have you touched on? Um, just the past two months, um, I, I was I was touring in um, Uganda, Kenya. So mm. I went to Kenya uh, and uh, performed Blue, Black, and White, as well as Today It's Me. Mm. And uh, then went to Paris, to Paris, and then to Brussels. So I just finished um, Belgium. Yeah. And, uh, and and that was an interesting market because uh, with some of my work, I, I would do it in French, just so that the audience is not alienated by English all the time. Yeah, yeah. So it was really fun for me to do. That is incredible, incredible. We're going to take a quick break because we need to pay our sponsors. And then when we Thank get back, you. let's let's um, let's um talk about, because you're also studying in London, and you've got a big yes. announcement, which I'm dying to hear what it I is. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that after the break. <laughs> At iStore, we love Apple stuff, but we're only human.
Sometimes we drop our iPhones on the road, face down, and it makes us sad. That's why we came up with iCare Plus, a nifty little product exclusive to iStore for when stupid things happen to good people with awesome phones. It'll have your beloved iPhone covered for water, screen, and physical damage. So come to iStore. Why would you go anywhere else? Visit myistore.co.za for more info. T's and C's apply. Pan-African Connect on cliffcentral.com Black belts in the buildings, ladies and gentlemen. It's a keys to the city. But your boy T-U-X, the bricklayer, scenario. Who <laughs> let you where you at, girl? I can't lie. 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 I On this, who would have thought that a Joe could put a hex up on this? From the city that's hot, know how to make a scene. You might have seen us on televisions and big screens. We hit the spot, you stop gasping for air. Got all my fauna women saying, stupid my hair. Hands up like monkey bars, screaming yippee yeah. Black belts like stop, look but don't stare. Yip, 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 yip. Yip, 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 yip. Yeah. When the beat drops, let that mother turn a pop. Like two fingers picking up bleeding all of them. I run the club, go looking for a toilet there. Before the jig, I will sing a tiny fire there. My phone deep, no, get one in the target there. Sicking yummy little butts, sicking yummy planet there. 2 a.m. rap, baby, need the jacket there. Looking so fine, how high like a rocket there. Look at them, look at them, and their eyes is all I see in them. Shaking them, breaking the gazing, they just wanna be with them. Plus the track is just rocking, it just kinda comes true to them. Keep with the hustle, all the realists gotta witness them. All these women and fellas, the Benjamins is just rolling in. They gotta live with them and let the system deal with them. But the more money they get, the more problems keep on stressing them. They keep on lacing them, setting them, no mistaking them. Been hustling and I'm gonna turn Welcome back to the show. My name is Rosie Motena, aka the Afro Yiddish Princess. Today it's all about Botswana, and that was King Tux from Botswana performing his song. What is it called again? Forgotten about it. anyway. But 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 more importantly, my guest today is Mr. Donald Molossi. Now, for those of you who have just tuned in, he's a multi-award-winning, classically trained actor. He's a writer. He speaks Saswana, Swahili, French, English, 
um, can understand a bit of Zulu and Debele. He's traveled all around the world. He has degrees from so many different universities. But also, more importantly, he's passionate about what he does. Donald, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much, Rosie. Cool. So let's let's talk about. Okay, so now you we, we spoke about your your um, study in the states, and then you went to London um, and studied at the Academy of Music and Drama, Lambda. That's quite a, a prestigious uh, institution. It is, and I feel that um, a lot of what I um, use in my profession today, I learned at that drama school. Mm. Um, and you'll know that they some of the alumni include David Oyelowo who went there. Tell Asia for all these people. Mm. So when I was at Lambda, I was very aware of um, what I wanted to get out of it um, yeah. as a performer. Yeah. And and um, have you have you worked uh, spent besides what was besides the time when you were studying? Have you actually worked in London as a, as a, a, on theatre? Um, I have not much worked in London as a theatre. I've done some reading, but not um, like an actual mm. gig in the theatre. Uh, or film yet, yeah, but, yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think that's coming now that I'm based in Botswana. Um, London is closer than New York, so I see that coming. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, can, I can actually can feel it coming on for some reason. And now you're also the the <laughs> the, uh, the um, official ambassador for Brand Botswana. What does what does what does that yes. mean? Um, that was um, so they asked me about uh, four years ago. Um, you know, to represent their brand, and mm-hmm. I said, "What does it entail?" And um, I was, I was very happy to find out that they don't actually limit me in what I do. Mm. Um, they just uh, support what I do, uh, and then ask that I get that mandate out um, to the public. Right. Um, but only way it's appropriate to my project, which is why I really signed on because I felt I don't want to be performing propaganda, and yeah. they respect that. Yeah. Um, so I'm very excited about it. And um, you also you won uh, the you're the recipient of the Karma Brilliant Spirit Award. What 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 is that about? Oh yes, that's um, um, the, the award that the president uh, gives to an artist in Botswana as the high, highest award. And it started in the early 2000s. And um, I'm still the youngest recipient of it. And it was for my contribution to the arts. Um, and it's for people who are under 18 years uh, old. So. Yeah, I was happy to get it in my seventeenth year. Wow! <laughs> wow, that is amazing. Eligible. That is amazing. Okay, so now you've been you've been on social media saying you've got this big announcement. Yeah. What is the big announcement? Yes, I have an <laughs> announcement. So, um, as you know, when I did Blue, Black, and White on Broadway, it was the first time Amazona was on Broadway, or Amazona still you was there. Yeah. Um, so now, um, some years later, I've just signed a deal to publish my manuscript and all my plays about Sarasakama in one book. Oh, wow. And with a New York City publishing uh, company called The Mental Books. That so, is amazing. Congratulations. And, and when, when did you hear you this beautiful much. news? Thank you. Um, just a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And um, so now that everything is sealed, January 2015, this book is going to hit the shelves, yeah. and uh, it'll be the first time in our country that we have uh, a book, a, like a dramatic text about our president ever yeah. uh, published in a book. So I'm very excited, um, and next year when we celebrate 50 years as a country, mm. for us to have this book um, 
I think will be amazing. Yeah, because it all it all just falls into line. That is absolutely amazing. Your parents Thank must you. be incredibly, incredibly proud. Are they still with us? Thank you. Um, uh, no, unfortunately, but you know, I'm a very spiritual person, mm. so I always feel that we don't really die and disappear. Yeah. No, they definitely they definitely shining over you. Thank you. Let's talk about some of the, the, the international invites that you've had. I mean, you, you were invited in 2010 to, to China, to, to, to Taiwan, to commemorate Taiwan's oh, yes. centenary celebrations. What was that about? Uh, that, that was so interesting, Rosie, because, you know, it, it's interesting that in this business, you know, you start off as a performer, mm. and then you realize that your work is understood as a uh, kind of a cultural... Uh, assets. Yeah. So then you become kind of a spokesperson for culture. So I ended up somehow being invited by the president of Taiwan, mm-hmm. Taiwan President Ma, when um, the country was celebrating 100 years as a republic. And um, so I was very happy to go there as the guest of the president to perform, to meet the president for the first time. Because wow. he invited me without having met me, uh, just only having encountered my work. Yeah. And... Um, and so that was fantastic because I was there and um, I went there thinking I'm representing Botswana, but mm. I, I I came out feeling like I represented Africa. Yeah. And that was the most empowering feeling mm. um, of it all. Yeah. That is beautiful, man. Out of all the places that, that you performed, I mean, which, because which, you say you're based back in Botswana now, but so far in your career, yeah. where, where, first of all, what was the most memorable performance that you've had? And um, and what was the most memorable invi- invite that you've had? Um, the most memorable performance would have to be this year mm-hmm. when I went to Tiger Cruise in the Northwest Province and and uh, I performed Sarita's story, Sarita Kama's story, at his school where he went as a boy. Yeah. So I was performing it in the same dormitories where he slept, wow. the same church where he slept for five years, um, the same path. And there was just something about the spiritual presence of my stuff there that just made the performance. Um, I didn't have. I felt like I didn't have to push. Something else just kind of took over. But that was. Well, I'm, I'm sure because uh, the, the, the spirit and the energy must have been incredibly strong there. There's an energy, exactly. Um, and I, I remember actually feeling like, wow, I'm something else is taking over, and it was just a beautiful feeling for me. Yeah. Uh, so that's a highlight. And then the invite I'd have to. Um, uh, um, oh, when I was invited uh, by uh, former Vice President, current President of Obama, mm-hmm. uh, to be part of his delegation to the UN yeah. um, when I was 17 years old, and then performing in front of the UN, the world president, wow. that was an invitation that was really made an impression on me that I could perform in front of people like Nelson Mandela and Kofi Annan yeah. and have them stand and give me an standing ovation. I mean, what that does to you at 17, it just gives you Whew. the boost. It, it, it doesn't even lay out a red carpet. It's a golden carpet that's laid out for you. You know, yeah. And then Mandela shakes your hand and you feel like you're, you're doing something right. Mm. Um, so those are very memorable to Yeah. Me. But also, you know, a lot of these people are awarded these opportunities, but sometimes they don't realize what they're awarded. You were obviously very, very cognizant and, and clear of, of, of what was laid in front of you, and that's why you just pushed forward. Yeah. Um, have you, yeah. what, what, as a child, what did you dream of? 
as a child, I wanted to be on television. Um, <laughs> cool. I thought I it was and and I was always like, I want to be on television. But it was such a strange thing because every child wanted to be on television. Mm. So then I was like, you know, I think that's kind of thing why my parents had a hard time. Like, is this just a child wanting to be on television or is this a, an actual conviction? Mm. Um, and then when I, you know, started like when I was a teenager, I experimented with radio and TV. Yeah. Um, and then theater became my drug yeah. of choice. But the thing is, once, 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 <laughs> once you taste that 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 drug, it's potent. You know what I mean? Once you're thespian, <laughs> always a thespian. You know, it's it's just and and what, you can only understand and feel that passion once you're on that stage. And yeah. It's an opening night, and it's that that adrenaline rush. Yeah. And you know, like I read in a yeah. Reader's Digest, Reader's Digest, many years ago that. The thrill yeah. that an actor has before they start performing is 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 on the yeah. same adrenaline rush as when you have a car accident. So that is how that's fast. That's what I heard. Yeah. it's true, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> it's <amazing>. beautiful. <laughs> what are, What are you working What yeah. are you working on at the, at the moment? I am preparing for uh, going back off Broadway mm-hmm. in November. Mm-hmm. So I am actually, towards the end of this week, I'll start rehearsing for my show called Motswana, mm-hmm. which I'll do off-Broadway in November. Beautiful. And and what is Motswana about? It's about imagining the African continent without borders. Mm-hmm. And then seeing how freeing that is to our identity, because it takes us to this humanist place where xenophobia almost seems suicidal. Yeah. You cannot hurt your brother without hurting yourself. Yeah. So when we imagine ourselves without borders, we really realize we are one people. Mm. Um, so that's what Mugwana is about. Well, sounds like something that you should definitely bring to South Africa. Um, I, I, I would love to take it around the world and yeah. to South Africa, especially because, um, you know, I mean, the way that I talk about the borders in Botswana and South Africa in it mm. makes it as much a South African play as it is a Botswana play. Yeah, yeah. And how long is your run in, in November? Um, it'll be for a week um, mm. because it's part of a, a festival. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, some of the events will be actually an event where I'll get honored for being the, I'm the actor who's appeared the most times at uh, solo off-Broadway in the past five years. Wow. So they'll be giving me that honor. Mm. I don't think it's an award, but it's an honor. Mm. Um and, uh, yeah, and I'm very happy that that's the case because the last time that um, awards of this nature were given to an African mm. was in the 90s, um, to Ngema, uh, and people like that who paved the way. Wow. So for more than 20 years later, for Africa to be acknowledged, not because I did something in one project, but a cumulative effort. Yeah. Uh, I'm very, very happy about that. Yeah, because there's been a progression and, and, and it's been on a positive note. In, yeah. t- in terms of, of TV, what type of TV work have you done overseas? I I really, really would love to do TV. Mm. But um, I found, um, like in the U.S., for you to do TV, you have to be on the West Coast. Yeah. Really, most of the time. Unless you're doing, like, law and order. And um, I was on Broadway, and I was trying to nurture that career, mm. which meant that I lost out on the TV 
um, prospects in, on the West Coast. Yeah. But that's something I'm bearing more in mind because I want to do more in front of the yeah. camera now. Well, I don't, I don't say you've lost out. I think you've accumulated a lot from the experiences. And then you take that over Thank when you. it's time to go to the West Coast. You know what I mean? There's a, you definitely Thank will you. make it, but I think you've made a, a, a phenomenal mark not for only for for Africans, but for your country, but but just but just for young actors in general. You know, we did this all before the age of thirty. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so don't worry, don't worry, baby. You've got lots of time. We're going to see you <laughs> receiving some of those awards. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. I mean, that's uh, part of why I, I I do what I do is to to. To, to facilitate the self-love, mm. our self-love as a people, you know. It sounds like such a basic thing, but, you know, once we love uh, ourselves enough to just feel like, you know, our story is enough. Yeah, you know? yeah, and, and um, to believe it and to push it. Yes, yes. Um, I think one of the things that I push up I, whenever I, I, I try to get something like this off-Broadway, mm. um, I would have a much easier time with Shakespeare, of course, if yeah. I did that. But um, one of the things I push against is that people are not used to the African stories that I'm telling. Mm. People in the U.S., um, they're really not. I mean, I'm telling stories of, um, you know, interracial couples in the 40s, and they're like, really, that happened? Mm. Or I'm telling stories of uh, Africans who, to them, you know, they never imagined them, that there'd be an African who um, has a certain experience in mm. life, you know. Mm. So... I try to think of these as certain things. You know, you can be African and be Indian-looking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's so, that's, 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 so, that's so true because, uh, I mean, I've got a friend in Kenya who's Indian and when he goes around yeah. the world and he says I'm Kenyan, people are like, um, I think you're a bit confused. You know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I'm providing the stories like your friend's story to say this is another way of being African and it's just as valid as ABC. Mm. Yeah. Uh, choose a, a well-known political figure, alive or dead, that you would love, love to portray in, in, in a theatre production. Oh, I would love to portray Thomas Sankara. Mm-hmm. Um, and Thomas Sankara and Steve Biko, I think of them in the same, uh, even though they're so different in a lot of but I think of them in similar mm. uh, thing. Thomas Sankara, definitely. Beautiful. And people that you'd like to collaborate with in the future? I would love to work with Akin, Akin Omotosh. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always respected his work, and the, the work that he's doing on film now mm. is exactly what I was talking about, a more complicated, nuanced Africa. Yeah. And um, and uh, I would love to work with Ava DuVernay, yeah. who's the director of Selma. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, and yeah, and of course, I would love to work with you. <laughs> well, you know fantastic. what? Uh, two, two out of those three we could possibly make happen. You know what I mean? Because Akin's my brother, so we, we we need we need to make a couple of phone calls and see what he's doing in the future. I love that. You, 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 you've, love you've that. got a golden calf in front of you, so I believe whatever you say. God is like, okay, it's coming, it's coming. We, we're going to put it in front of you, Mister Mosi. Just calm down, it's coming. <laughs> but yeah. also, you 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 have been no. involved with with the UN and 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 the African Union. What type of work have you done with them in the past? Um, they it's been mostly what, what I did with the UN, mm. where to popularize some of the treaties and the charter they write. Yeah. Um, especially about the rights of the children, because that's my 
the rights of the children is my my uh, kind of the cause that's closest to my heart. Yeah. So, for example, when they came out with the charter on the rights and responsibilities of the African child, mm. I did a series of plays around that so that it's disseminated through entertainment. Beautiful. Um, but where where yeah, where is the state? I mean, I mean, I do a lot of work with Barry Hart in Botswana around children and 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 and, and yeah. women empowerment. And where yeah. I mean, where what are what are the the, the loopholes? Not loopholes. What are the gaps? What's what needs to be filled? Because I mean, I, I could speak from a South African perspective, but what are the main issues yeah. that are happening on the ground in Botswana? Um, in Botswana, I, you know, and I feel the same about it that I felt ten years ago when I started this, mm. which is that. The, we tend to talk about the young people, first of all, as a problem, mm. right, as an irritant, um, and not so much as an asset, which they are. And so then in our approach, we leave them out of the key conversations about them. Mm. And the most, um, you know, glaring example is how we celebrate June 16, you know, Day of the African Child. And you will see that it's just a day for a lot of adults to speak speeches about what children think, and that one child who kind of says the thank you at the end of the program. Mm, so mm. You, have, you have just had an event about children where they are virtually invisible. Yeah. Um, and they are just there as these tokens that say thank you at the end of it. Yeah. So I think if we just put, we, we need the, the young people, do we talk about the artists, to put them at the um, center of their conversation. But yeah. we tend to decide for children, decide for artists. Yeah, it kind of like goes back to the old adage that you know children must be seen and not heard. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, I and and that. I mean, what what's what's this last week has been incredibly exhilarating of what's been happening in South Africa, where our youth oh, yeah. took charge, oh, yeah. and it was mm. I I mean I went to 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 the two rallies that they had, and it was phenomenal. You know, and, right. and we, we, I mean, we went through this major surge where a lot of us were thinking, well, what's going to happen to the people coming after us? Because number one, yeah. a lot of youth don't have proper role models. Um, so they just, exactly. you know what I mean? So just very confused. I mean, we know what we're, what we're like when we're at that age. But listening yeah. to these young girls and these young men talk and passionate and, and speaking with, with the, yeah. it, it wasn't even it was a really, really strong sense of, of passion and authority. And the fact that they, I mean, yeah. they, they shut down. You know, they shut down this country exactly. for a while. So exactly. I think, I think you know, if, if other countries if, if other, uh, across Africa need to, to take an example of, of what actually happened in South Africa here, because um, it, exactly. it was absolutely phenomenal. And yes, of course, um, the, the media will pick up on the negative sides, but wherever there's going to be mass action, there's always going to be a bit of a negative revolt. You know, and, and they're focusing a lot on that. But for me, what was just so powerful was two... two 22-year-old girls walking down the streets of, of Bramfontein. Wow. Um, and the images, I mean, they're up on my Facebook page, are just, it was it was exhilarating, to say the least, you know. Wow. And, that is amazing. And the courage, you know, yeah. the courage that it takes. Yeah. You know, and, and it's not, and what, what you know, the, of, of course there were people saying, well, it's, it's all just about a race thing and it's about, it's about the political situation. But yes, that is, that is part of the story. But when, like, there was one girl that, 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 that um, I was speaking to from a synagogue and she knew somebody that um, was going to secret lectures because there were still secret lectures that were happening at the different universities and somebody coined on to it. And when they explained the reason behind it, that it's not just a black and white issue, it's there's so many other yeah. factors leading to and why people have the right to education. She stopped going to the lectures exactly. and got in the Gautrain and went to Pretoria, you know. So, 
you know, change change is inevitable, yeah. but um, it's it's a great it's great that 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 the powers that be stood up and listened to it. But what are your um you you've also got your own theatre group in Botswana. Yes, um, I started this year Folktale Mm Theatre Company, uh, which is again in the the best thing spirit of courage, of the courage that now the young people in South Africa are showing for their education and how they would like uh, their world to be. Mm. Is I'm trying to to have that same courage and saying this is how I want us to document our history and perform it. So Folktale Theatre Company is using um, taking all these stories. that are not in our textbooks and putting them on stage and in film. Um, and because of my background, I'm, I'm establishing it as a bridge between Broadway and then the arts in Botswana. Yeah. So there'll be exchanges and things happening um, as we grow. And how many people do you have in the group so far? So far, there's three of us mm-hmm. um, who are the core members. Yeah. And uh, when we need people for some projects, We'll cast them, but their contract will only be for that. Oh, right. So then you, yes, um, it's on spec and, and, and on, on production and so forth. So after after your, they, your, your run in, in November, are you going to be, because you, you, you said that you're mainly based in Botswana. Um, are you going to be staying there for a little bit longer or, or is the States calling you? Um, I'll, be, I'll be staying a little bit to kind of turn a little bit some other things for me. Um, in London and then in New York, and, but I will be back in Botswana in time for Christmas. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. And what 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 what's yeah. on the cards after that? I mean, where you you've mentioned a few of the people uh, that that you that you want to collaborate with, and that without a doubt it's going to happen. But um, what what else is on yeah. the cards? I I'm I'm so excited. I, I I'm actually um, in talks. I haven't spoken to you. See, I trust you so much for everything. <laughs> 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 I'm going to tell you. Yay! Um, so, so there's, there's this um, Sirisakama film that's mm-hmm. being done. Yeah. David Oyelowo playing Sirisakama, Rosamund Pike. Um, it, in the way that it's written, there isn't really a way for me to be part of it as an actor. Yeah. But, but I'm in talks about uh, featuring in it somehow. Oh, wow. So I'm hoping that by the time we get to the end of December, yeah. uh, I'll have news to tell about me featuring in it. Um, but it will be um, yeah, other people's performances. Um, I won't be in the sense of the way I've been with the second wife. Yeah. Um, but I'm really, really, I would love, love that opportunity. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you know what they say is that there are no small roles, only small actors. So the fact that yeah. that, that even yeah. if it's just starring in the in, 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 featuring in the background, oh, yeah. you know, you're going to be working with some Absolutely. great people, which is what it's all about. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, carry on. So what were um okay so 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 in terms of work that's 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 classified are we allowed to even go into into the, into the the the, the L world L word is love on the cards for Mr. Molosi? Um, <laughs> what of the word? Hello, are we losing you? Hello. Okay, I think we've lost him. We're just going to play a song called Zeus um from my Africa, and then let's try and get uh, Donald back on the line to say goodbye. All right, there was a little bit of a glitch in the system. Sorry about that, Donald, but uh, at least we got to play a little bit of Zeus. Um, so, am I allowed to ask about love? <laughs> <laughs> you are allowed to ask about love because there's nothing 
Nothing interesting <laughs> happening about love. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, but then at least I'll be the first when something interesting does happen about love. You, then you, because you, you trust me, I get, I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> um, beautiful, yeah, beautiful. It, it become, yeah, it becomes difficult to, to have a, a solid relationship when you're traveling so much. Yeah. Um, but I, I I do have a solid relationship. But it's it's uh, it's, it's one of those things that you know it, it could easily eclipse the work. So yeah. I'm very happy to have it just happen. It is private space and must be um, visible. Yeah, yeah. No, one hundred percent. And also, while you while you're pushing your passion and everything else, it's just you know you yes. yeah. It's it is it is difficult. But I wish we had a bit more time to chat with you. There's just so much more that I wanted to chat with you about, but the time is up. This has been so wonderful. Thank you so much. It's only a pleasure, and we will keep on watching you. Thank you for – I'm going to say thank okay. you on behalf of other Africans because you really have put up ah, the Southern African flag right up there, you know. Um, and ah, and so more much. importantly is that your humbleness. You know, I watched I watched thank your, your you so interview much. again on CNN. And for our listeners, if you log on to CNN, there's a beautiful interview just about. I mean, they didn't even capture everything. They should they should have given you the slot for half an hour, really, because <laughs> 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 I need to speak to that Rosie at at, at CNN and, and and sort out a, pro, a longer profile because it really really was beautiful. <laughs> and so carry on carry thank on you pushing so your much. passion and 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 your humility because that is what what I think why one of the reasons why God just keeps on granting you all these wonderful opportunities and places and everything so keep shining and we will be in touch and I'm, I'm going to work about the, on those collaborations with 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 myself and 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 I can absolutely I would love that <laughs> Brilliant. thank you so much okay have a beautiful okay. day bye Rosie. you too bye that was Mr. Donald Molossi from Botswana. Um, what a great guy. I mean, he's, he studied in, he studied in, in London. He studied in the US. Uh, he studied in Africa. He's traveled all around the world with his work, pieces of work. He's incredibly passionate about Africa, incredibly passionate about Botswana. And, you know, I mean, the first time I met him about two, three months ago, the guy was like the guy from next door. You know, he's just so chilled, so humble. Uh, really, really beautiful person. And, um, you know, I, I like to see people like that succeeding and, and the rest of the world standing up to what they're about. Of course, if you um, want to listen to this interview again, please download it. Uh, also, that competition that, that, that we're running, if you want to run a, a trip to Thailand, more information is on the website, www.cliffcentral.com. If you want to drop me a line, I'm on Twitter, Princess RTM, and, of course, on Facebook and Instagram. Until next week, have a wonderful week and... Keep the passion alive. Pan African Connect on cliffcentral.com.